Hey guys, Nate here, and even though Skyrim is a big game, it does not have McDonald's. So in today's episode, we will be going to McDonald's for me to order my favorite move, uh, my favorite food. So, without further ado, let's do further. Up first we have a number three, Extra Pickles. Now a lot of you might be wondering, how did you get extra pickles? Well, you see, the developers left a sneaky button on the cashier's keyboard that allows them to add extra pickles and make the sandwich taste better. Up next, we have a large fry. Why a large fry? Well, because sometimes you're peckish after your sandwich. Finally, we have a large sweet tea. It's a dollar, so it's a good price. Now, you may be wondering, Nate, why are you buying your items separately instead of getting a meal? Well, Papa likes his items separately. Now then, on to our last... Shit, I fucked up, so restart. Get get rid of it. I'm not oh, I was saying, let's keep it. Let's keep going. Fine. Well, Welcome to What's New Play 2 podcast. Also, this... start off, oh. no hate towards the Epic Nate. I love him so much. It's just his voice is, is just that. That's his voice. And I've been doing that voice just by myself for the past week. Just talk, like, just go, alright guys, now today, I'm going to walk my dog. Now you see, you have to clean up your dog's shit afterwards. Otherwise, you're not a true Bethesda fan. I just, it, there's something about the way he talks that's just incredible, and it's, it's a pretty good meme. So, welcome to What's New Player 2 Podcast, episode 50. We did it, guys. We're at 50 episodes, and maybe a total of, like... Three viewers. Oh, that's a... We got him. We got him. Ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Um, be honest though. My knee has been hurting for the past month. Ooh, I feel that. I just never have time to go to a doctor. Um, I mean also be honest, there's... Actually, more than a month. Really nothing extravagant planned for this episode, to be completely honest. Especially uh, considering it's been a slow news week. Ugh. Yeah, this might be a short episode too, if I'm being completely honest. But uh, I mean, because like, there's there's nothing for the the fire emblem segment really. Nope, not at all. No news. There's legitimately nothing. No new prospects of it. They haven't revealed what uh, Ike's nipples look like yet. So nothing. and the legendary hero banner hasn't dropped yet, so we don't know who that's gonna be. So yeah, no. So there's really nothing. The only thing I can be like is speculate who the next legendary hero would be. Actually, no, we didn't do that. Speculate who the next legendary hero? Yeah, we did Choose Your Legends winners Look at for that. next Thinking year. Look at on your feet. All right. Um, so just to let you know who we have already as legendary heroes. We already have Marth. We already have Roy. We already have Alm and Selica. We already have... Ike. Salif. Ike. We have... Um, Ephraim. Ephraim. Erica. Um, Krom. Ro female Robin. There's a legendary female Robin? Technically, uh, Grima, remember? Then doesn't that count male Robin as well with his Grima? What? What the fuck? Yeah, it was weird. It was weird when they did that. Yeah, legendary Grima, female Grima, technically, is a legendary because she is under legendary banner, but male Grima is just part of a normal summoning pool. Huh. Yeah, it's really weird. So, that leaves us with um, male Robin, if they do end up doing that. Um, oh, we also have Ray got Edelgard. As legendary hero already. Did so, we? Yes, we did. Oh. So she has three... Alts already. Fucking... Oh, no. Th 
technically two ults. Anyway. Well, yes, but three characters. Yes. Call her fucking Camilla Jr. Holy shit. Uh, I would, I would say Lynn Jr. Mm, I don't know. Lynn has less ults right now, and technically... Oh, wait. Yeah, she has less ults right now. And technically... But um, did she get them faster, the amount that she has faster? Relatively, than because we got... We already had a bridal ult by, like, the first two months of the game. And, and then, then she got the first brave. She got her brave already by then. That's true. Well, then Camilla's like Lynn Jr. No, because Camilla has the most alts. Hmm. Whatever. The point anyway. of the story is... Anyway. Seems to be Wylan. Anyway, for real. So that means the only legendary heroes we have left that aren't, you know, that are main lords at least. Um, we already have Lucina. I knew I got another one. So Dimitri, Claude, Dimitri, Claude, Leaf. Oh no, Leaf got one too. Oh. So Sigurd. Um. So Sigrun. No, not Sigrun. No, what the fuck's Sigurd. Sig Sigurd's dad's name? No, Selif is the Selif. Oh, Selif's the kid. He he just got one. Oh, okay. So it's Sigurd that does, doesn't have one yet. So Sigurd, um, Micaiah still has not gotten one yet, surprisingly. So I can see her getting it. I mean, she's only recently been getting supports. Even then, though, I mean, I can still see her getting I want that. Legendary too. Alphonse. And I was gonna say, like, I'm. Shocked slash waiting for them to do like a legendary Alphonse or Sharena kind of thing because I mean Dragalia did that already with the main character. He has like his own legendary version. They call him Gala in that and they use that Gala version of him in like the main story mode. So I'm shocked they haven't done that yet for like a pivotal scene or something. Yeah. Um so yeah, Alphonse and Sharena they haven't gotten one yet. Does um, Fjorm count as a legendary hero? Because I think she Yes, uh, she does. So, there's Fjorm. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Three Houses Lords. Byleths. Oh, yeah. Uh, we sent Male Robin. I don't really count Byleth as a lord, though. No, but if they gave um, Robin um, a fallen version already. Oh, God damn it. A legendary version already. I would assume they would do it for Byleths as well. Mm. Um, sh shockingly... You know who's not gotten a, legend a legendary ult yet? Roy? No, Roy got one. Corn. Oh, wow, that's right. Well, Neither like, gender. No one likes corn. They like corn's feet. Okay, but they like female corn. It's feet and tits. They don't like corn. Exactly. But they like Edelgard. Yeah, because people want to fuck her in the ear. Exactly. So, therefore, Ugh. you got the corn people. So, because it's weird. They gave us a legendary Ryoma. But not Corrin's or Xander. Well, see, now, Xander, I'm surprised. I guess they're just trying to find a way to squeeze Faye into the enemy team for a split second. I I, I really do want to see, like, a Faye slash Xander duo unit. Xander's going to be completely naked with just Faye covering his dick. <laughs> Faye! Oh, wait, it's, it's a new Faye. It's not that. Anyway. Um, Still, that's that's yeah. gonna be the. I, I kind of hope it. That's it's gonna be Xander standing there proudly, completely naked as Faye covers his dick. If as long as the art done by Pinnacle R, oh, be perfect. Um, she did. The, they did the summer all for Xander. Oh, okay. Good. Um, but yeah, I'm curious if we're gonna get a Fate's Lord as the next legendary hero. 
are they going to just relegate it to, you know, the Corins and Xander and Ryoma, since, like, I guess you can consider them the main lords of those games? Did Azura get a... Yes. I was about to say, like, Azura got one, too. Um, so, would they, you know, would they do just, like, those three choices, or would they also go in the route of, you know, using Camilla, Leo, Elise, Sakura, Takumi, Hanoka... So, I mean, hey, it will give you a reason not to summon on the banner. Takumi doesn't need any more ults. I don't like Takumi. I know you I don't like Fates. Yeah. I'll take any opportunity to remind people that I do not like Fates. Nope. No, I know. We won't even do it for our group playthroughs. Hell no. I'd I'd be like, you guys can do that without me. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it. Join me. uh, Let me know when you guys are about to do the the group suicide at, you know, mission two or three. I forget which one. The only again, the only thing I really liked about it was I did personally like the music. I liked Silas, and I, yeah, I love Silas. I I kind of like Hinata too. I'll be honest with you, Hinata was good. I could have sworn he. I I don't remember what Hinata looks like. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, I okay. If I really, so, and just just to finish it off, I guess I would say my guess for the next legendary hero. Would probably be, I would think, Micaiah. I would think it's going to be Micaiah or a Three Houses character. If they want to tie it in with the Chujio Legends and, you know, Three Houses makes the money. So, let's bring, let's put it in as much as we can. So, in that instance, I would think it would be Dimitri or Female Byleth. I, 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 out of the Three Houses, I would say Dimitri. I would, yeah, I would think it would be like, the, you know, they would do Edelgard, Dimitri, then Claude sort of thing. So... Although, if I was casting, like, uh, an overall net, I'd probably give it to Sigrun. Not Sigrun. Sigurd. Um, so many of them have stupid fucking names. Oh, my God. I mean, Sigurd's a weird name. Sigurd like just sounds like Sigrun. Or that, too. Like, ugh. So I like Sigrun. Um, That's how they avoid having multiple characters with the same name, is that they don't give them real names. Yeah, they repeat Lorenz. Oh, yeah, well... And Claude. Listen, those are good names. <laughs> and, like... I, I, Although, that is funny. Like, the... Because, like... The one person in the world named Bord's gonna get real offended. Bord's not a name. Bord's not. Cord. Bord is, is a plank of wood. Cord is the name of a band. Yes, but not... No, Cord. Oh, Cord? That's a... Uh, um... Bord. Right, so... Cord. I'm about to throw you off there because my uncle's name is, in fact, Cord. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I've never Interesting met anyone maneuver. named. I've never met anyone named Bored, but I have met a man named Cord. Um. Anyway, all right. So I think that wraps up the Fire Emblem topic. Bro, we managed to squeak a YouTube video out of that. Hey, we were able to squeeze a, an original Game Grumps episode into this. Uh, yeah. Well, like one of their older ones. Yeah. Yeah, original. Well, I, did they only go to ten minutes? They roughly went from like ten to like eleven minutes. Mm. Um. I thought it was longer with John for some reason. Uh, only certain episodes okay. and certain like things, but most of the time they really did keep it to like the ten to eleven minute mark. Anyway, um, so uh, did we want onto the gaming news topic? Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll save did the you... thing you want to talk about for like the last one because that's like the big one. Out of out of I guess that's, that's the... happened this week. That's true. Well, okay, so we can talk about definitely. The Nintendo Direct Mini came out today, just randomly. And um, a lot of people are going to be really happy. 
I'm just indifferent. I... No, people aren't gonna be ha people aren't happy over it. If you're a fan of Puyo Pop Tetris, you're happy. If you're a fan of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, you're happy. If you're a fan of yeah, but that game was already knew we were coming out. They were just showing it off. So, anyway, it was fan of anime and soccer. You're gonna be happy. Like they're definitely gonna be people happy. They're gonna be people pissed off because what the fuck, no Smash. But like or the Mario trilogy remake or ports, bro. I. I assumed uh, Yacht Clubs was making the Mario remake. Like, what? So, like... I guess this also is going to be like a topic that, like, kind of like, also talks about the whole fucking... The way that the Nintendo fandom works. And I fucking hate it. Uh, but before we go into that, what they had in that direct wasn't much to most people. The things that they really focused on were... I wouldn't even say to most people. It just wasn't much to us. No, most people didn't care about it. I, uh, it really didn't. I don't want to say that most people didn't care about it. Because most of it were games that people already knew and might, might have somewhat cared about. But even then, a lot of these were also, you know, cross, you know, platform. Like, okay, so like, just to start it off, they talked about, um, they opened up with the Kingdom Hearts mem uh, Melody and Memory Rhythm game coming out. For, like, uh, most major consoles. It's coming out for Switch, PS4, I believe Xbox One as well, actually. Um, so, that's not really, you know... We already knew that game was coming out. I did. We well, I... Most people knew the game was already coming out. And, you know, we saw, like, what was it going to be about. So, we just got the same information, just, I think, a different trailer. And just it looks to, cute. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I'll buy it. I am a sucker for, you know... If it's like 20 bucks, I'll think it's worth buying. It's not going to be 20 bucks. If you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts and Rhythm Games, if it's like 20 bucks, it's going to be worth buying. It's not going to be 20 bucks. It's going to be at least 60. Well, that's stupid. That's not a full-ass game. Welcome to Square Enix. I'm not going to... Yeah, I won't say you should buy it if... If you're a fan of rhythm games and If you're Kingdom a hardcore Hearts, fan of Kingdom Hearts because this has more story-specific content... Then maybe 30 bucks. Then it's gonna... 60. Then, you know, obviously people are gonna get it already. You know, we're not gonna swear you otherwise. But, yeah. So they talked about that. Hear that, listener? You are never buy buying this game. Sure. She uh, won't. She, no, she won't. Um, the Romancing Saga... Um, Franchise is getting uh, the, which it was originally called. The hell is the romancing saga? It's called saga, and but it's called romancing saga. Oh, it's the JRPG stuff I skipped. Yes. So originally, when it came out in America, they renamed it to Final Fantasy Legends because they thought that would sell, make it sell better. And it's a RPG that came from the Game Boy, and they re. Did it have anything to do with Final Fantasy? No. So they just flat out lied. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy doesn't really have. None of them connect. I know none of them connect, but it was just for branding. It's more for that was more for branding. Are they not all within the same universe? Uh uh. So they can be on completely separate worlds. Uh huh. Oh. Only like certain ones kind of potentially have a shared universe in some sort of way because I know like seven and like ten supposedly have like a shared universe. Oh, well, that's dumb. Um, but yeah, so collection saga, collection of saga, Final Fantasy Legend is coming to Switch, and it's gonna come with the first three uh, Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Legend games, um, which were all released on the Game Boy, 
neat. I'm probably not going to get it, but either way, I think that's neat. I could have sworn Final Fantasy was all set on the same planet just throughout different periods of time, and I thought that there was these big overarching stories, and that was like something really cool that I thought was unique about Final Fantasy, but nope. all right. Alright, that's cool. I tamper, I tamper, I dampered your expectation for the franchise even more than you already had of a... Well, I'm just not a, I'm just not a fan of JRPGs. I know. I thought that Final Fantasy, you know, considering that they're listed in numerical order, might have some kind of overarching canon. Like, even no, Sonic has not, some kind of overarching canon. The only thing that they really have overarching-wise, in specific, is like, you know, some locales, names of, like... Our certain characters will always like re uh, reoccur, or you know like Moogles and Chocobos, those will reoccur. That's so they're like that's really the extent, and like some maybe like some like lore stuff, but nothing really like. So the games are not all set on the same world. Nope. Then how do they? Well, all, all technically they all technically take place in like an Earth setting. Well, yes, but but like, like not they're not. It's not like you know it's not like Cecil in Final Fantasy Four takes place. 200 years before Bart's adventure in Final Fantasy V. Well, I don't think they need to take place in, like... I don't... I don't that's just weird to me. Because they have the same, like, creatures and whatnot. So yeah. I don't get why, how they're not... Like, why or how they're not set in the same place. Uh, not, like, specifically, like, oh, they should all be set in this one continent. Like, that's just weird to me. Eh, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much. But I understand... I totally understand your... View on I don't that. get the point of naming them numerically then. Sequentially and numerically, I don't like that makes no sense to me. I, I, I don't know the naming convention for either to be honest. Anyway. Um and then they talk about World of Tanks Blitz. Which World of Tanks must be one of the most popular games because like they yeah, they always they seem... keep re releasing it on or... different consoles and porting it. Yeah. And I know no one who plays it. I don't either. Um, also the drum game, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, got, it's getting an RPG. It's the one with, uh, Don Chan, the little circle guy you can play as in the Mario Kart arcade game. Yeah. Um, I think that's cute. Not probably gonna get it. Um, Just Dance 2021. Not coming to the Switch, sadly. Not, uh, not coming <laughs> to the Wii, sadly. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Nintendo showed it off and they're just like, It's coming. To Xbox and PlayStation Four, it's like a Banjo Kazooie and Smash. There you go. You can play it on, on Xbox. Xbox. Remember, you can play Banjo Kazooie right now on, on Xbox. Xbox. Um, I love playing Fu Banjo Kazooie with my Xbox controller. And then they talked about Fuser, and otherwise, yeah, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two is the only thing I care about clearly. And I'm happy about it. It looks, you know, like a slightly more updated version of the first one with a little extra, like, you know, cool spectacle things. And, like, it looks a little more polished. Um, I'm excited for that. But that's really all they had for that. Nothing really that major, to be completely honest with you. So, and so what do you want to talk about next? Uh, well, something that's kind of neat that I like uh, was there was an article uh, written about Titanfall 2 being... Their words were like, we don't deserve Titanfall 2, which is really funny because that game really does get, like, not a lot of love. Uh, I forget who um, wrote the article, 
but it was uh, Tech Radar. There we go. Sorry, I, had, I was quickly looking it up, so I was distracted a little bit. Tech Radar wrote an article uh, titled Games of the Generation. Titanfall 2 should be bigger than Fortnite, but you're all idiots. And it's... it's can, I, can I just interject? I do love, like, articles from, like, sort like news sources like that or just, like, platforms or any kind of journalist that just, like, get, like, honest like that. And I kind of love it because you can just, like, feel the personality of, like, I that. Know, that's, it's true. It there, should be bigger. No, and I get that. I just, I'm saying, like, I do like when articles, like, let, like, you know, whoever lets them write the articles, lets them actually, you know write whatever they're thinking of instead of, like, you know, having to cater to yeah. whatever the, whoever they're writing to. Write their own opinions as, opi- as opposed to the opinions of the people who pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, the article just uh, likens Titanfall 2 to y- uh, your local coffee house versus, say, a Starbucks. Even though you might know... Their exact wording was, you know that your local coffee house is better... But you're never going to be able to convince the hordes. But So essentially it's saying that even though if you're a fan of Titanfall 2, you know that it's great and it's one of, if not the best first-person shooter out there. But you're never going to convince the, the public at mass of it. Which, it, it really is sad, because Titanfall 2 is so good. It's got the single best single-player campaign in a uh, first-person first shooter. shooter. It's gameplay... It, it's the fastest game. Yeah, I definitely have to say, for the little time I played it, I definitely did thoroughly enjoy how the game felt. Because it, most first-person shooters I've dealt with, consistently at least, um, I played Goldeneye back, you know, back then... Um, I play Perfect Dark still a little bit. Um, I can actually talk about some of that later. Um, and otherwise, I didn't really, I never played, I didn't play Doom. Uh, the only other first person game that comes up in my mind that I played frequently enough was Overwatch. Oh, and Halo. I knew I forgot something. Halo? Um, Halo's probably, personally, the worst feeling first person shooter I played. As much as I don't, like, mind playing Halo... I realize, shit, I don't like how it plays now. You don't like Go- the precision shooting? No, it's not that I don't mind it. I don't mind that you have to be precise when shooting. It's just... Well, no, I mean, like, everything in Halo is fire from the hip. Yeah. So, because it's... No, uh, not being able to, like, zoom in for, like, most weapons, that doesn't bother me. It's more just, like, how you feel when you're moving. Halo feels slow. Yeah, it feels slow and sluggish and not in, like, a... Thought not in a thought out way, just like just you, f- you feel very slowed down. Like when I don't mind, you know, I don't mind taking my time or something. But like in a game like that, where I feel like personally should be more faster paced kind of thing, it's especially it's harder because a game like Halo, most of the time, you know, when you're playing your campaigns and whatnot, you don't feel as slow because you're in tight spaces. So, I you get that kind of. Um, I felt that when I've recently went back to play through Halo 3's campaign. I, like, it's not too bad in the campaign, only because, like, you have, like, tight corridors and, like, your tight spaces so much. So, like, you don't feel as slow because, like, you still feel like you're getting to where you gotta go. But when you play, like, on a multiplayer map and, like, a big one, holy shit, that, you feel so goddamn slow, it gets fucking frustrating. Yeah, like, um, the, 
it's called Valhalla in the three, right? In Val yeah, three Valhalla, but like not like that, yeah, that stage definitely shows that off. Uh, that fall map two, feels like you're but... walking around so much. Yes. And not to say that. I'm necessarily a fan of sprinting in Halo because I know that's like one of the biggest. I just, I wish they would up the speed of the Spartans. Like they don't need to yeah. have a sprint. Up just the make speed, them move like faster. you, like up. To be blunt, up the speed like you would in um, not even Overwatch. Uh, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. You go pretty fucking fast. No matter what, there's no sprint button. Doom, you also go pretty fast. Doom, you go faster. But I think it's, I think there's a sprint button though. Not in Doom, no. Okay. Not that I remember. There's a dash button. I know there's a dash button, but, but I didn't know there there's, was a... There's not a sprint, no. Uh, like, just like that, just up the wall, like the movement speed. Because I get that yeah, a I, lot of people think that... Uh, you need to the, sprint in that. that. Well, no, that uh, not having sprint in Halo is better because then you get to really feel like how powerful your character is. Like, you are running at full tilt and you're still firing your gun that accurately. But it's like... Yeah, but that's not... It's not fast. And it, a game doesn't have to be fast, but, like, make the maps a little smaller. But, anyways, this is not about bashing Halo. This is about raising up Titanfall 2. Yeah, so go back to uh, that. So, Titanfall 2, it's built its maps around its movement system. And you can... If, you, if you're not even into Titanfall 2, just look up, like... Titanfall 2 uh, high-speed movement, or just watch the way that high-skilled players can get around. It's a, it's like a thing of beauty. You you can get through around levels in that game faster than you could get through like the original Sonic the Hedgehog Green Hill Zone. It's it's so good. The movement's incredible. The you don't have to be... Like, one of the things I think most people don't get about Titanfall is that you do not have to use a Titan. Even in the matches where you can spawn in a Titan, you do not have to use a Titan. I have done matches where I haven't used the Titan whatsoever. I've done matches where I couldn't even use the Titan-killing weapon to kill the other team's Titans, and I still had a blast because there are so many options to sneak up behind that Titan... And just take it out by throwing grenades down its exhaust port, or stealing its battery, or making them waste their smoke. That that's actually a pretty big thing, cause you when you get rodeoed, you have one to two chart two if you have this uh, selected ability, where you release an electrical store, uh, an electrical cloud, and if you're smart about it, you can. I, I prefer to use stim, so you hop on the back of the titan, then immediately jump off to like frighten them into using their smoke cloud their electric cloud then sprint the hell out of there with stim so you heal up and get out of the cloud fast enough to not die and then boom they've wasted their smoke and now you can harass their titan as much as you want there's it's just everything in that game is built around each other like it is built to complement each other and they fixed every single issue... Well, not... I don't know about every single, but they fixed most of the major issues of Titanfall 1. That game is good. I wish there was more to do with that, like, time swap uh, mechanic that they introduced halfway through one of the levels. Because that level is, I think, the single most fun level, like, in any first-person shooter. Because you... 
they don't give you the option to travel through time to get a bit of respite and then, uh, you know, go back to the fight. No, no, no. There's a fight happening on both ends, and you need to strategically move forward and backwards in time to thin out the uh, aggressors. It's a fantastic game, and I'm glad that uh, nowadays, with all the shit going on, at the very least... <clears throat> people are starting to, you know, appreciate Titanfall 2 a little more. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is going to be definitely put down as one of those cult classic games, like Psychonauts and other games like that. I definitely feel like Titanfall 2 really is going to get that treatment, if anything. Which, I mean, yeah, it might not get you a Titanfall 3, but at least that's something, I guess. I, said, I think they said they're working on Titanfall 3. Okay. Uh, but either way, like, at least, you know, like, the community itself for the game is pretty solid. Yeah. It's, if anything, that's, you know, it's one of the better things. Um, so. The last piece of news. Yeah. Um, so this hit, so, ironically, after I talked about, uh, Annie being added into Skullgirls, um, next year, we also got news, unfortunately, of, um... A bunch of uh, developers leaving Lab Zero Games. Um, it recently, like I think two days ago, like the main artist slash um, animation director for Skullgirls uh, l put out her statement saying that she's leaving due to the uh, head of Lab Zero Games, um, Mike Zim. Oh my fucking god, I forgot his name already. Um, Mike Z, I'm calling him. Fuck it. Um, who? had a basically unfortunately had a really horrible behavior towards all of his all of his employees that were at lab zero did you know did a lot of stuff of like ellen 2.0 huh? remember when ellen uh recently oh with kind um maybe i honestly didn't read too much in the ellen thing but either way fortunately like misconduct in his you know office, I guess I'm going to call it, um, sexual harassment towards, um, Kinuko herself, for instance, with, like, that shitty fucking thought, uh, mindset of, like, you know, oh, you wore that dress, so why wouldn't you want attention like that, and fucking really weird fucked up things, and then, like, being so controlling and just a horrible fucking human being to where it just pushed legitimately everyone out of lab zero games and it is now only mike in that mike in the studio no one else as far as i've read so unfortunately well this has a better ending so unfortunately we don't know most of us who are fans of Skullgirls and indivisible um since we assume those you know lab zero technically made the game we thought you know What's going to happen to the games? They're just going to be dead now? Nothing's going to happen with them? Fortunately, at least for Skullgirls, nothing yet on Indivisible. Um, the publishers of Skullgirls, both Skullgirls and Skullgirls Mobile, Autumn Games and um, Hidden Variable, uh, put out a statement a day ago saying that, surprisingly, uh, Mike technically doesn't, slash Labs Your Game doesn't own... Uh, Skullgirls to where, you know, like, they can halt, pr like, the production of, like, the game or any, like, added content. And, like, 
essentially, Autumn Games has all like has the IP, so they can do whatever they want with it. So they can continue development on any like extra DLC or in the mobile games case, update it to whatever. And so, therefore, it won't be just locked into Mike's grip of just whatever the fuck he wants to do with it. So, and they even mentioned in their um, statement that um, they will actually still, they will, you know, they'll work on Skullgirls to, you know, finish Annie and whatever else they might even plan on in 2021, which, holy shit, if I'm going to get more, even more content in Skullgirls after you know, 2020, I'm going to be fucking pumped. Because um, I still think it's such a sun... Sun? <laughs> such a fun, solid fighting game. With a lot of heart put into it. Um, and they even put... In their statement, they also said that they are going to work with all the developers that left Lab Zero Games to help finish whatever or whatever else they want to work on in Skullgirls. And I think that's really fucking cool that they even were able that they somehow i guess found a way to get you know the set developers of the original game to still work on it even though they're not gonna be part of lab zero games anymore and be able to work on it and i think that's really cool in divisible's case they have nothing not then nothing's really been said on it because that's been published by 505 games so they might i don't know what they have to do with it or what they're gonna do um Cause that's unfortunate with that game because that game still needs some updates that they plan that they promised, like uh, co-op. I thought co-op was added in the game. It is not yet, so I'm hoping with this revelation that that won't be halted or that won't be just st be stopped in its tracks and it'll come out for every all the consoles that it's been out on. Um, but 505, as far as I've been looking up, nothing has been said on what they might be planning on doing with Indivisible if they even have the rights to it like Autumn Game does with Skullgirls. Mm. But Well, that'd suck to see uh, Indivisible die. If, if, I mean, if, yeah. If All big if. If but... Lab Zero still holds the development and, you know, can do everything with the game still and, you know, him not having anyone to work on it with, yeah. I, what is it about, like... I don't understand what it is about how... How it gets to that point? Well, I mean, like, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. I just don't understand how... How it gets to that point. Yeah, how, like, you could... Well, okay, I said no, but you just said the same thing I said. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Uh, um, I just don't understand how it gets to that point where you're, like... You're gonna get so power-hungry and sexually driven, I like, guess? Well, like, the fucking... With... Uh, Epstein's list. It's like, at what point do you become so powerful in the world that you see a child and you go, man, that's pretty hot. Like, at what point do you get so, like, that big you want to overpower in your industry that you look at your employees and go, I kind of want to fuck that. And I want to get away with that, I think. I kind of want to fuck that, but that doesn't want me to fuck it, so I might, you know. Well, fuck it. <laughs> I might, yeah. I... Yeah, I, I really don't understand why that's such I don't get a, the mindset. I don't get the mindset. I, I hate that it's a common thing, unfortunately. Where people are like, oh, I'll be the guy who gets away with it. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say that. Because no, but... a lot of people do fucking get away with it. Yeah, they do, unfortunately. And like, But I'm glad, that obviously, that that's a lot changing. of this shit's starting to get a lot more light shed on it. Because, holy shit, there's so much of this. And it, I mean, it needs to stop. It yeah. needs to stop. There's no... There's no point, especially for like, 
okay, in like certain businesses, I, I guess I can see see why some figureheads would do that. But like in a game studio sense, yes, you want to make money. But I feel like in like a game studio sense, aren't you ultimately working towards the same goal for your product to be, you know, made, finalized, polished, and then bring out to the world for people to play and hopefully enjoy? And I mean, even... unless you're EA. Yes, but like, you know, especially with like well, even EA has uh, a smaller studio stuff. like Labzio, you would think that they, you know, that's not thanks. Yes. Though. You could be the yes. You're the head of the company, but wouldn't you? Wouldn't your mind personally be more focused on, you know, yes, raking in the money, but the business and trying to get your product out there, whether or not it's good or not, okay, whatever. But would you? Would you focus rather than getting your product out there, and then with a game like Skullgirls, add on to that game that you put so much work into and money that you rather be that you would be focusing on that instead of at least for what it seems like mainly. Being a general fucking creep? I'm... Yeah. Well, uh... Quick... I guess we can jump into the misc thing. At what point... Uh, do you think... Like, when... At what point do you will think... the hammer come down on, like, less... Not less, but, uh... Less tangible things, like, uh... People posting lollies on the internet. Like, at what... How far along in stopping, like... Awful corruption and shit... Do you think it will have to be before the hammer will come down on people posting and drawing lollies? Unfortunately, Jay, if this is something I feel like that will go into, like, personally at least, I guess. Like, one of your viewpoints, because I feel like a lot of people will just scream, you're censoring me, and it's just, you're censoring Yeah, but that's not art. censorship. That's not, no. But if someone posts, posts something online, if and someone they posts, get rid of it, if someone posts a drawing of a little girl getting yeah, fucked in the ass, yeah. taking that down is not censorship. If someone posts a drawing of a full-grown woman getting fucked in the ass and it gets taken down, that is censorship. Pedophilia is completely illegal, even I mean, I, drawing form. I agree. Don't believe me. I agree, and it, it's gross. I just... I, I figured... No, I know I you agree, not. but according to United States doctrine, I don't know how it's worded in the rest of the world, but a... Pedophilia includes drawings, drawings, yeah, videos, computerly ge computer generated images, yeah, anything that depicts a depicts minor, it. yeah. Although by that metric, that uh, you are allowed to then draw like Nawi from Fire Emblem getting fucked in the ass because she is over the age of eighteen. Well, unfortunately, that's the other thing that. But that's like that's like pedo uh, associated. <laughs> I still agree. I still think it's weird. I. See, I think that anime raises, like, a really weird question about that. And that's, like, the whole thing, too, because let's be honest, a lot of those kind of people are anime fans. Mm -hmm. You you take a character, like, uh, fucking Naoi from Fire Emblem, and then you take a character, like, um... Hero. Yo yeah, uh... Hero from fucking Big Z Hero 6. I don't know why that no, came to mind. No, 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 not... not uh, fucking Yaoyorozu from... My Hero Academia. Oh! Which is worse, being attracted to the over-18 woman with the body of a child, or the under-18 woman with the body of a, like, 25-year-old? Like, which one of those is worse? Because yeah, one of them is actually underage, but the other one looks underage. I mean, why Japan's so fucked up, too. <laughs> well, at least that culture. Well, Japan's so fucked up because they're so fucking pent up. 
Japan is a more uh, conservative country than America. Yeah. And they don't like gore. No, they hate gore. And they also uh, despise displays of uh, emotion for the most part. I know. It's just so weird to, think, to me to think about like where a game like Resident Evil 2 Remake, a, Japan devel- a Japanese-developed game, is so fucking gory. Well, is that, that one set in like a Japanese setting? Because I feel like the game's set outside no, of Japan. No, the game is set in, like, an American fucking... Yeah, uh, I feel like the thing. game's made by Japan set outside of Japan. Well, no, they censored all, like, the gory shit in uh, the Japanese version. It's just always, like, weird thing about, like, oh, a Japanese-developed game gets censored in its own country. I think it's weird that they hate gore and we hate nudity when it's, like... Nudity I can't is technically... Nudity is more natural. <laughs> but, like... I don't get censored. Well, technically, both things are natural. It's just that you're not you're not going to naturally see Nudity, someone's head getting cut off. You're you can go throughout your day and see like a few non clothed things. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's more natural to see. I'm a, not going to walk down the street naked thing and, and see, see a, a headless. Half, yeah, see like a half eaten deer. Yeah, no, and I get that, and that's what I'm, that's what we're getting at. I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to see almost completely naked people all over the place. It's just, it's a, it's a... You, me, going to the beach? Listen. I'm listening. The beach has some merits to it. Yes. But but all of them are people. He's gonna say. I'm not a fan of the sand, or... I like being in the water. I don't mind being in the water anymore. I still don't mind being in the water, but I never have anyone to go in with. And when I go in, I feel like I'm just being like, you know... Oh, go hold a big sister's hand, and you know, oh, she's playing with me in the water, but no one else wants to play with me. I'm like, hmm, what the fuck? What? Did we just like unearth like a deep like trauma or like what? what? Trauma? That's not the trauma. hell was that? So like, mm, big sister holding my hand, no one wants to play with me. Mm. Okay, so Merge. that was a <laughs> shut the fuck up. Merge, that was no a one weird. wants to play with me. I must hold a big sister's hand. Okay, you know, like when you feel like when you're just feeling babied or like catered to, like, oh, no one wants to go in the water, but all right, I'll go with you, and like oh. the one person's having fun. So like in my in my oh. head, because my sister did do that with me. So Where, like they go, okay, so you feel like you're being forceful. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I couldn't find the way to put it. So you went. So I just. Ooh. <laughs> I did not go. Ooh, you fuck. If you had a chance to ooh your woo, ooh, I saw that on uh, somewhere on Twitter. I forget where. It was pretty funny. I forget if I followed the person who wrote it. I nope. I don't know. Um, I do have to say though. Um, shit, man, this has been a weird like tangent from. Uh, oh, that was it. To the beach, to yeah, we big re- sister. Yeah, that was, that was, that was weird. Besides, we all know MILFs reign supreme. That's just a fact. It is a fact. So, I recently, as of this recording, two days ago, two days ago now, almost three. That's why I think. Oh, no. Three days ago. I beat it at midnight, technically. Nice. Anyway, um, I recently beat Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Um... This is my second time trying to play through the game. Clearly, I beat it this time, so. Figure that has a slight, you know, you know, 
hint of what I think about the game. What, are you trying to talk about video games on this video game show? What the fuck? That too. But either way, um, so I recently beat it, um, because I originally tried playing, I bought it and originally tried it on the new 3DS, um, which is still a weird port to think about, but it happened. Um, originally when I played the game, I didn't like the combat, so I, I, I just really couldn't get into it. Uh, then I played the Switch version. It ran better. It looked better. I got over the combat. Um, and I ain't fucking afraid to say it because I don't know why I would be to begin with. But I played. I was playing through like the game like eight chapters, like eight chapters through, and then I was getting frustrated because the game got weirdly difficult in some ways, or in some certain sections. And you know what? I turned on casual mode. And I thought you were going to say the N-word. No. You know, when you were like, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I was going to be like, But it soul. made the game for me personally a little more enjoyable, and I was able to, you know, experience the story. I find no issue with turning the game's hardness down uh, if you're not and, and playing w- for the hard mode. And personally, it's still, there. you know, it wasn't all like a, you know, a, a breeze. It, there were some parts that were still somewhat difficult, but, uh, you know... By then, I knew what I was doing, so, like, I got better at it. Either Listen, way. These, these worthless electronic toys are meant for you to... Have fun. Yeah, to have distract yourself. Fun. If fun for you is getting really angry at the Dark Souls boss gimping you out of a win, then more power to you. But if fun to you is watching the Italian guy go, woohoo, and then, like, have yeah, fun. I just, uh, yeah, I don't like the superiority with that. But, um... Like, if, if fun for you is selecting Bastion Overwatch and going, my first bitches stick with me, and then walking into a corner and then shooting your turret into a corner, just do it. Have fun. So, yeah. Um, I still don't fully love the combat in Xenoblade, but I've grown to appreciate it a little bit better. Um, not my preferred way to play an RPG, but nonetheless, not the worst. I, you know, done. I don't think I really had a worse one, but either way. I enjoyed it. Um, story, overall, what though was pretty was really good. I think the lore I thoroughly enjoyed a lot. Um, there was and a lot. By lore, he doesn't just mean the tits from the second game. I didn't play the second game yet. I know you haven't played the second game. That's why I said you didn't mean the tits um, from the second game. So, I you know, like most RPGs, this one had a little little more um, melodramatic moments than I'd like to admit, but. Either, overall, it was still, like, enjoyable throughout. Um, the ca- the main characters are really solid, I think, personally. At least I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, Shulk is really a good boy and also, like, one of the better JRPG protagonists. He's not complete. He's not really whiny. He's British. Yeah, well, the whole game is dubbed in uh, Britain. Can't be a JRPG protagonist if you're British. Uh, no, but that doesn't give him an edge. That makes him uh, a, a QRPG for the Queen's role-playing game. God damn it. Um, but, like, Shulk as a main character wasn't, like, insufferable to where, like, I feel like, you know, I, I had that issue with some, of the, with some of those kinds of characters. Shulk would be a protagonist that you would actually probably tolerate. Um, but the one thing I also do like about Xenoblade in general... The Monado's power? Besides that. Um, the whole... You know, you're not... from At least until, like, later on in the game. Well, not later on. Pretty early on when you get, like, a fourth party member. You do not... You're not restricted to having Shulk in your party. Oh, that is nice, actually. You can have a party consisting of Dumban, Ricky, and, like, Sharla. 
and you're fine. And you can play the whole game like that. And each character plays differently. So it's not like, you know, Shulk plays the same exact way as Ricky. Ricky plays completely fucking differently. He does a lot of debuffs and shit and bites people where Shulk uses a sword. Or Melia, who uses magic. So, like, or Charlotte uses a fucking rifle that also heals, like, fucking Ana. So, you have a decent amount of, um, replay, uh, character variations, and they all feel relatively unique to where it's nice, and, like, you know, it would make me want to play the game again, or play with different characters, and, um, yeah. I think, say, personally, I think my favorite characters, if I had to pick, like, two... I really did like Shulk. I, he thought he was just like a pretty... He's cute. He's nifty. He, he, yeah, he's just nifty. I just like him. Um, and I love Sharla. She's like the... She's a rifle woman with fucking... Who heals and... Um, she has this love for her fiancé, Gatto, who uh, you don't see for most of the game because we all think... Because you think he's dead. Because you're waiting for Gatto. But um, he's... But I, 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 I like I just like how she was and like her really her and Ryan getting together were really cute. Like as really like, you know, as like a friendship, like I thought that was cute how like they grew on each other. Um and I just, the whole like fucking like dichotomy of the uh group in that game I thought was like really well done. Because, like everyone got like a good amount of screen time, like both, you know, on their own and, you know, with, like, other characters, and a lot of them, you know, where a lot of RPGs, I feel like, when you have, like, a bunch of characters in your game, or at least, like, even, like, a few, sometimes, like, some characters will get, you know, their say, and they won't have anything to, um, to put in the story after that for the rest of the game. Or you have a thing where, like, Persona... I love Persona, but, like, five in specific. Too many fucking people can talk about, you know, the same subject, or everyone's just talking over each other, and there's just, it feels like there's too much going on, and people are just saying the same fucking thing, and it drags it out to where... And they're not really, like, contributing much. To where I feel like Xenoblade 1, at least, everyone had something to say, but it felt like it mattered, and... Everyone felt, like, re more real. Because they all, like, had, like, you know... Oh, you know... They all had, like, an opinion on something. And it, it just... It worked. It just worked. And I enjoyed it for that, I think. Probably the most. And why I can see why people like this game. Because the story was pretty good. And the characters, I definitely think, were one of the highlights of the game. And... Yeah, and I definitely think the last thing I definitely want to uh, put on... Besides that, in general, the fucking graphical leap... From the Wii version to this version, holy shit, it definitely deserved it because the game definitely needed more eyes on it instead of it being fucking... I was wondering when they were going to turn Shulk into a beholder. Well, because the game had like a weird fucking release for to begin with, like originally why not. It originally released after fans were clamoring for it to be brought to America, then it was a GameStop exclusive. So you see, how, you can guess how that went. Very little people got to play it originally on the Wii. And then they put it on the new 3DS, which no one really had that much of. And no one really was going to be like, I'm going to play this big-ass Wii RPG on my fucking 3DS. That's even more underpowered. 
and then you finally put it you know, on the Switch, which is Nintendo's best-selling console at this point, and you let the game run on the hardware that it probably should have gotten to begin with because the character mm -hmm. models look so much nicer. The music, I have to say, Xenoblade has really fucking good music, both because in, uh, in the Definitive Edition, they remastered most of the music. So, you know, the remastered stuff is good, but also listening to the original, because I personally, I put on the original because I want to hear how the game sounded originally. And that music in that game is fucking phenomenal. I have to fucking say it is goddamn phenomenal, and more people really should either play Xenoblade or at least listen to the music that isn't just in Smash Ultimate. Alright, that's fair. <clears throat> now then, it is time for me to make good on the promise that I said I would do last time. So, sit down and relax while I give a quick and brief explanation of how solar flares are categorized. Oh, that's right. All right, go for it. So, solar flares are categorized on a system quite similar to that of the Richter scale, wherein it is ascending in letter, and then each letter has a sub has a sub increase in number, where it an A1 is less than an A2. Now, the way it works is a rank or a category to B category increases the magnitude of the solar flare tenfold. An A two is double the strength of an A one. Uh, an A three is three times the strength of an A one, and so on and so forth like that. Each each category ranges from one to or sorry. No, yes, from 1 to either 9 or 10, I forget specifically, but I believe it's 10. I believe it's 10 in each, except for A, which is 0 to 9, because you can have an A0, which is literally like nothing. The way it goes is A, B, C, M, and X. X is special, though, because... There have been solar flares that would have been classified as stronger than, say, an X9 or an X10. So X is not limited to 1 through 9 or 1 through 10. X is allowed to go far beyond that. So a solar flare today could, rain, uh, could show up as a B5. And then tomorrow it could come in as a C8. And then a really, really big one can hit. And it can be an X-12. Now, the way that would mean... The way... The power difference from an A-1 to an X-1 is 10,000 times strong... Yes, 10,000 times stronger. Uh, the X-1 is 10,000 times stronger than the A-1. And then each X-1 can be... Each X can become stronger than the one before it. So... If an X1 is 10,000 times stronger than an A1, then an X2 is 20,000 times stronger than an A1. The largest uh, solar flare ever recorded was in 2003, uh, November 4th, if, my, if memory serves, and it was classified as an X23? Uh, 28? I believe it was X-23. No, X-28. 
And the only reason it didn't go higher was because it was so large that it broke the uh, devices that were used to record solar flare data. And that's just a quick, simple rundown of the scaling of solar flares. I was really bored at work one day, and I said, I wonder how they categorize solar flares. And so I googled, how do they categorize solar flares? And I started reading. So, to everyone out there, just remember, if you want to learn something, just look it up, read it. You might, you might find something interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. That's that's all she wrote. That's the last one out. That's the one who got the lights. That was, yeah, that was our. Those who slither in the dark. All right, Edelgard and Hubert. Hubert. They say it. Everyone refers to them as those who sl those who sliver in the dark. Yeah, but uh, everyone who uh, talks about them refers to them like that. I don't think Dimitri knows they exist. No, but Dimitri's fucking killing everything. Dimitri's, <laughs> Dimitri's too busy trying to spear the white bitch. I mean, who isn't? Uh, <laughs> Claude. Claude's True. interested in his hot teacher. Only if she's a female. Nah, Game Freak just doesn't want to admit it. Game Freak is in the closet for... Not Game Freak. No, Game Freak! Game Freak does not want to admit it. That's why they made Pokemon Sword and Shield bad. <laughs> I'm like... Just for context. Fucking just staring at him when he said Game Freak. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to just know what you said. Listen, the only company I know is... I know what they make. Ooh, ooh, you knows? Yeah, the only company I know what they make is Way Forward because they make Shantae. And that's fair. That's and the, totally fair. And they make it's mighty fucking intelligence systems, by the way. No, it's way forward. <laughs> All right. So until the final when you do it. Listen here, Game Freak. The next time you decide to make a Hercules game, I want it to be good. None of this uh, Tarzan King of the Jungle meets Sora bullshit. I want to play as Hercules, and I want to choke out uh, fucking Hades. So this was What's New Play 2 Podcast, episode 50. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hopefully we'll have more for you. I need my fucking dentures. I... What? Don't act like I haven't had dentures this whole time. Okay, hope... Okay. Young man, I'm 78, and you know this. Sure, why not? That's why you call me Grandpappy. No, I don't. He does. No, I don't. Cameras are off, he calls me Grandpappy. What do you mean cameras are off? We don't want to use cameras here. Oh, right. You don't know about the cameras. Oh, we got to talk about this now.